I don't know about your uh, your headline and the ticker. We don't actually have anything about the Oilers on the schedule tonight, so we should just move right past it. Ooh, baby, Leon, mother, clucking, Dreisaitl. Holy yeah, Dinah, two. two all-time in uh, first seven games. Goals in first seven games. Is that what the stat was? Mm. 11 goals in the first Not, seven games? And he has the opportunity to break the all-time record, most goals scored in a, in a playoff. 19. 19, and he's at uh, 13, right? 13, I think. Anyways, yeah, pretty uh, so, pretty, pretty I mean, incredible. You know, he's only got about three more games left. That's that's all <laughs> order. <laughs> Let's go, Oilers, baby. Yeah, baby. Whoop. Okay. Whoop. Whoop. No? No, too much? Too much? You know, the funny thing is, is that when, when I did the first video on YouTube, because if you're listening to this or watching it on one of the other platforms, it's also on YouTube now, and uh, and they gave me a warning about the copyright, and they're like, they, there was an option to put a comment in to dispute it. I'm like, we have written permission from the person who wrote this that we can use the song in the mashup. <laughs> that's that's my dispute. It's not disputing whether or not it's there or not, but we have permission. <laughs> well, welcome to Mashup 54 Twos, brought to you by our man Vance Crow and his Vance. legacy interviews. Uh, give your family the opportunity to know their history. Trust Vance like we all do, to get your loved ones uh, to tell the stories that will help future generations know what it means to be a member of your family. It's a professionally recorded video conversation aimed at capturing the essence of your life stories, memories, insights, valuable life lessons. The goal is to uh, preserve the individual's wisdom for future generations in the form of a timeless video and optional leather-bound autobiography. Just think about how cool that would be with just, you know, when you when you look at some of the patriarchs and matriarchs of your family like how much their lives have changed listen listen all you got to do is bring up dora newman to the newman family she was the matriarch of the family if there's one person i wish i would have been doing this so i could have interviewed her it would have been her hands down i think she would have been phenomenal that's your grandma and, yes and um you don't yeah i i assume everyone listening to this has that one person it's like that person would be perfect yep and I mean, um, you, you know, like uh, to get Vance to do it would be uh, fantastic. I mean, uh, hey, speaking of conversations had, I listened to you. you twos invited on to the Vance Crow podcast. If you haven't tuned into yeah, that, you should. I was totally, um, you know, it's it's like talking to a girl out of your league kind of thing. Like, what the hell does Vance Crow want to do talking <laughs> to me? You know, it's funny. Uh, I was I was uh, captured earlier today by a, a friend, Ken Rutherford, and another yep. uh, fellow. You, I don't know if you've ever met Blaine. Either way, me oh. and Blaine got talking about said podcast. Anyways, they almost held me away from Mashup Fifty Four. I broke away. I'm here. I'm ready to roll. But uh, anyways, oh, so they they listened to the Vance Crow thing too. They did. They did. Okay. Yeah. And uh, me and me and Blaine were both saying we're like, two said some things about the oil field that I'm pretty sure I had no idea. Anyways, you, you did a lovely job, I thought. Oh, like you, you guys need to fact check it? Uh, no, I'm definitely not fact checking it. I thought you did a great job of breaking down a whole bunch of things in the oil field. Oh, okay. Oh, oh, it was just new stuff that you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, oh, okay. I that I didn't. I I was like, oh, oh, oh. 
Well, isn't that something? Anyways, I thought you did a fantastic job. That's Thanks. listen. We throw shots at each other, and I, I, I chuckled in it because you're like, yeah, we kind of throw these things back and forth, and this and that about that. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we do. But this right here, I'm being dead serious. I thought you did a great job. And if you haven't tuned into Vance Crow, uh, you should. And why not start with uh, 222 minutes? You I'm can do saying. worse, I guess. You can always do worse. Yeah. 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 Um, I tell you what, uh, I'm going to talk about the Oilers for a quick hot second. It's they not tie it up. on the docket. It's not they on the docket. They tie it up. They tie it up. And I tell you what, they they absolutely rode into Vegas after a, an abysmal game one. And uh, they uh, railroaded. They, they won 5-1. This is, this is like, you know, when you got like a three-year-old. And they draw you some random yes. thing with like yes. smears of I hundred percent agree. I am, and the then they're all proud as a pre peacock, yep. and you put oh, it up oh, on the you're fridge, saying the like, oldest is oh, a three year old. Wonderful, great job, great job. <laughs> sure. <laughs> that blob oh, over there is you. That blob over there is me. Can you believe the Toronto Maple Leafs are down three games to none to the Florida Panthers? Yes, yes, oh, I can. Oh man. Oh, oh, holy it's, man. It's beautiful. I, uh, you know, it, after so many years of them just being, you know, stuck, they can't get past the first <laughs> round. They can't get past the first round. I think Buffalo made it past the first round before the last time Toronto made it past the first round. And now it looks like they have no business being there, which is just vindication. I'm so excited for uh, my buddy Dave to hear this and, <laughs> And know that we all know how much the Leafs suck. How about we talk about a couple key dates coming up here? Okay, now you're. This is where you. This is the weekly you're going to rag on me because Sean's talking about himself, and that's fine. S and P presents Luongo and Craner, June 10th. Uh, Two's already wow. says it's it's a crappy date. Either way, it's happening. June 10th yeah. here in Lloydminster, Gold Horse uh, Casino. Would love to see you there. How about another date coming up faster than that? Mashup election coverage. Uh, yeah, May 29th. I'm just saying. Yep. Chris Sims is going to be with us. Tarek, Nick Von Dubs, Todd Lowen, Chuck Prodnick, uh, Shane Getson, Fans. Oh, Crow. you got Chuck in. Awesome. Oh, I did. I'm just adding names as we go along. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, of course, you're going to have us two Yahoo's there. Uh, we're going to be uh, live streaming uh, from a location, undisclosed location, uh, in case anyone it's wants to come be protest. The, the studio, Anyways. but okay. <laughs> And uh, it should be a fun night. That's May 29th. So if you're looking to follow along Alberta election coverage, look no further. We're here. And if anybody knows anyone in Antarctica, we would love to talk to them you know, about how they feel about the election. So if you okay. know someone who's in Antarctica right now, we want to talk to them. Just just go live to them for a couple minutes and ask them what they think about the way the election went. You know, of all two's ideas, I thought uh, Antarctica was pretty good. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, oh, and and we're looking for somebody who. Well, wait. Do we have Tim? T is Tim Mullen good to go? Well, so Tim has said he would, and I'm like, well, is that what we want? So I we haven't talked about this. Yet. I would absolutely love to have Tim. So chances are we got Tim Mullen as well. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yes, he was. Uh, I, we we both threw it out on Twitter. We're looking for somebody from the NDP, and uh, everybody laughed at us and. And Tim Moan stepped up saying he would. So, Tim, if you're listening, we look forward to bringing you on 
the uh, Tuesday mashup election coverage. We've, we've written you down as a yes. That's right. And you are now uh, contractually obligated. One other date I want to throw out there is May 11th. Uh, border crossings go back to normal, which uh, I know Tuesday says we don't talk about it on here, but uh, I thought uh, we'd throw that in. May 11th is, is a big one. Now, shall we fire this thing up? It's a short week. Uh, somebody is going to an Oilers playoff hockey game, game three. And, uh, and, uh, anyway, so we're, 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 we got a little short week here. We're recording early so we can make sure we got a mashup for all you lovely folks, mm-hmm. which means it's a short week. So I don't know, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't it's a short go. week, but there's some weighty there's some topics here. So I all think right. it's going to be, it's probably going to even out. Okay. Well, let, let's start here. Women firefighters burn down the patriarchy and Banff. So here we go. But Jane Park is a leader in wildlife uh, wildfire management, but she's faced her share of adversity in the male-dominated industry. As one of uh, only a handful of female Type One incident commanders in North America, and the only one in Parks Canada, Park works passionately to raise awareness of gender and diversity issues within the federal agency and the broader uh, broader wildland fire community. That's why Park is one of the driving forces behind Banff National Park planning and hosting a women in fire training exchange May 1st to 12th known as WTREX. It is an intensive 12-day training exchange that combines practical live fire training with indoor learning and discussion to advance participants' qualifications and experience in wildland fire operations. What can possibly go wrong? And an important part of the conference will focus on indigenous cultural fire practices, weather permitting. Participants will also take part in a prescribed burn at Compound Meadows adjacent to the Banff town site. Carrying on. Windier than anticipated conditions are to blame for a prescribed burn near Banff growing out of control on Wednesday evening, causing several evacuations and dense smoke over the Trans-Canada Highway, says Parks Canada officials. Fire crews began work on a planned burn north of Banff uh, town site between Banff Avenue and Highway 1 on Wednesday around 4 p.m. as temperatures soared to the mid-20s two days before the full ignition was to take place amid forecasted cooler and wetter temperatures Friday. However, as firefighters were black uh, blacklining pre-burning grasses and other potential fuels to outline the controlled burn area, a sudden wind shift caused the blaze to jump to the east side of Banff Avenue, where it grew about three hectares beyond the 300-hectare control area. Jane Park was quoted as, The wind was not forecasted yesterday, nor was the change in wind direction for us. We were prepared for unexpected changes. It was a little faster than anticipated, she said. We have to conduct our prescribed fires when the conditions are ready to meet our ecological objectives as well as our objectives to protect the community. And a number of the firefighters working on the prescribed burn Wednesday were part of the Women in Fire Training Exchange program currently taking place in Banff. Uh, <laughs> Park said WTREX is a training program for experienced firefighters from across the globe called the team working the blaze, the cream of the crop. There you go. Here's the problem you run into with this stuff is that whenever you have a situation like the black female CEO of Pearson Airport, where Pearson Airport has been an absolute shit show. Anytime something like this happens where you're trying to force a quota rather than looking at the most qualified people, uh, you there haven't been any big incidents yet, but uh, remember when the airlines were reducing the entrance requirements for minorities and women to get more of them as pilots. Now, if anything happens there, it's the first thing people are going to look at. They're going to say, well, these people aren't qualified because there was a set, very clear bit of qualifications 
that were put forward. They got moved to the side to make way for diversity. And here you've got people who burned down a chunk of Banff. And did it happen just because things went wrong? Or did it happen because they're diversity hires? And the problem with this whole thing is that it's always the nagging question. And it doesn't really do them any favors in the long run. Tell me I'm wrong. I, I don't know. I just, I, I'm wondering if, if uh, Miss Park is sitting there like, mother, like, come on, ladies. Like, what do we, <laughs> it's like, we gotta, the, all of Alberta is burning right now. So we got a prescribed burn going on where you got the cream of the crop. It's like, okay, this can't get out of hand. We've, 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 we've literally predicted everything. Okay. If this happens, this is what we're going to do this. What we're going to do and boom, it's gone. And you're like, son of a bitch. Like this is I, I, unbelievable. I mean, they did describe, you know, it's funny because there's this puff piece from a few days leading up to it, talking <laughs> about how great and wonderful she is and how she's a trailblazer. Well, maybe she needs to blaze a few less trails. Uh, I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like to me, I'm like, I read it. I'm like, you know, what's the worst, if you're sitting there writing the the first piece, you go, what is the worst possible outcome while the fire gets away? That would, that would, that would yeah. really suck. Like, I mean, that pretty much undoes the first part and, um, the fire gets away. On, so on, I mean, on the plus side, they hardly burn down any buildings. Correct. Correct. And but it only lasts a short buildings yeah. that they burn down. As far as, you know, uncontrolled fires go. Uh, yeah, I, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, luckily, most of Banff is fucking rocks. So, you know, that's good. All right. Here's here's the fairy ferryman's toll. It was a women's firefighter conference, hand palm. And you got the two articles side by side. You know how a fire went from prescribed burn to an out of control in an instant near Banff. It's like it's 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 not like two weeks between pieces. We're talking uh, April twenty eighth to May fourth. That's yeah, that's. And the it's funny because I texted you these exact two articles like the night before. The night before all of this stuff blew up. That's just you know. Oh man, it's. But I mean, uh, there's been so much going on with yes with the fires, you know, and well, here here I'll pull up the I'll pull up the. Uh, the five-year comparison of area burned by current date. There you go. Well, that doesn't seem suspicious at all. <laughs> Climate change, man. Oh, well, I mean, in 2018, maybe 2020, I can't remember which one. You know, I, I think I talked about it before in a previous episode, but the liberals had commissioned a study to look at the effects of climate change on natural disasters and it focused specifically on uh wildfires and then Catherine McKenna was throwing it around and there was a bunch of liberals talking about oh climate change is burning down all our forests and then somebody pointed out a couple days later once they actually got into the nuts and bolts of it that most of the fires they looked at were actually caused by arson so I mean it's man-made for sure but it totally you know is not at all what they were talking about and then that study quietly went away and was never talked about again because they ended up looking like idiots. And right now you look at this five year average and it looks pretty damn suspicious. And then there was uh, the Parkland County was uh, they had tweeted that they were, they had five fires and they suspected that four of them were arson. 
And then, yeah, um, our firefighters responded to four fires in five days that appear to be intentionally set. Right. So um, Parkland County being just outside of Edmonton. Yeah. So this. Support, yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I, I, I hear what you're saying. And for the person who's listening, uh, as I bounce through a, a different tweets here, the one twos is talking about with the chart, you know, it, it's from 2018 to 2023 it's like it's like there's nothing that not nothing there i don't mean to say that just the way the chart looks for the first five years 2018 2019 2020 2021 2022 it's pretty low and then it goes off the rails in 2023 you know it's it's through the roof uh the blue graph uh, the blue chart the blue bar graph yeah well you've got 851 is the highest in the last previous five years and then right now it's just 18 thousand yeah yeah, yeah. So, do you yeah. want do you want to talk about this? So, okay, yeah. This here, here's here's yeah, here, here's two different people on, on Twitter. Uh, this is completely so. Daniel Smith has come out and given a press conference. Anyways, this is completely improper, violating every key rule of elections. The premier should not be exercising the powers of the office to broadcast at all. She's not even a member of the legislature. The civic service is so, supposed to be in charge. The cabinet is supposed to stand down. So that's the first one, okay? Well, you can always tell how credible a tweet is by how many things are in caps. <laughs> the second one, this is what it looks like from Edson. I feel like I'm in an apocalypse movie right now. Where is Premier Daniel Smith in this time of crisis? While many people in this province need aid, assistance to fight these fires and get to safety. That's that's the two... That's the two... The we've highlighted their NDP supporters. And the rule is, is that no matter what the other guy does, if it's the other guy doing it, it's wrong. And so when it first started, they were all upset because she hadn't said enough. And then as soon as she said something, they said she shouldn't be saying anything. And classic NDP. There's no logic or coherence between any of their statements or any of their policies. You also sent uh, through a bunch of articles, twos on um, uh, the different, some of the NDP cuts. So in 2016, you had Alberta cuts nearly $15 million from wildfire management budget. Uh, yeah. And then and then the Fort McMurray, there was, in the days before the northern Alberta fires became uh, burning uncontrollably, causing for evacuation in the entire town of Fort Mac. Premier Rachel Notley accused opposition leader Brian Jean then uh, of fear-mongering and grandstanding when he, he voiced concerns over province's wildfire preparedness. And His house burned down literally a few hours after Rachel Notley told him he was fear-mongering. Okay, so yeah, 2016, the NDP cut back on firefighting... Uh, funding and then in 2019 the ucp cut back i think it was 2019 the ucp cut back in, in firefighter funding and so it's funny because now you've got these ndp supporters online saying oh well we should vote for rachel notley because the other people cut firefighting funding hey read a history book idiots All right. Speaking of the NDP, the NDP are a right just real quick party. Just real quick. Sure. Um, before anybody gets confused, because it has been a while ago, 
Um, it wasn't Rachel Notley that sent away all the proposed international aid when Fort Mac was burning down. Okay. To be absolutely fair, she had nothing to do with that. That was Justin Trudeau that turned everybody around when Russia said that they were going to send over air bombers. And there was just about a half dozen different countries that were like, we're going to send people equipment, all this stuff. And Trudeau was like, no, I fucking hate that place. Okay. Uh, that wasn't Notley. Did you see, did Trudeau. you see the, the, the suit? Uh, what's the little handkerchief that goes in the pocket, the pocket square? Oh, did you see, yeah, did you see Jordan uh, Peterson's pocket square that somebody made him? No. It's Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. And yeah. and the the devil in the tree, the snake, giving them the poison apple or the, you know, the yeah. apple, yeah. is Genesis. a man with horns. And when it's zoomed in, it's Justin Trudeau. That's the pocket <laughs> square somebody made Jordan Peterson. I was like, man, does this country dislike that man or what? Oh. Man, could you imagine how pissed off you'd be right now if you were Satan and people were comparing <laughs> Justin Trudeau to you? I don't know. I, I actually don't know what to say to that other than, yeah, I just, sure. I mean, at the end of the day. Like, do you <sighs> see me surfing on my lake of fire every day? No, I'm out here working hard day in, day out, practicing my fiddle. I'm not the best. But at least I stick with things for more than a few years here and there instead of Mr. Never Held full-time job. The NDP are a right-wing party. I don't know what you want me to do with this. I took the quiz. Did you, Did you take okay. the quiz? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Now, do you still have the results up? Um, I don't have the results up, but I did okay. take a picture of it well, somewhere. Well, let's... Here. Um, let's go to mine. All right. So we have... Da, 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 here. Whatever, this will work. Here, I'll... I'll, I'll... <laughs> Twos, you're okay. supposed to have this up. Share screen. All right, so here it is. Here is the CBC's take on the political landscape in Alberta. And it has the NDP as being a slightly right-of-center party. Right here. The NDP, right-of-center. Here's here's where my results came in, surprisingly there. enough. There you go. <laughs> But yeah, NDP, here's center, here's NDP. I'm curious where you ended up, Tuesday, now that you're there. But you didn't see, I just pointed it out. I was in the bottom right corner. Oh, you're in the bottom right corner? Yeah. Basically, anytime a question started off with, should the government, <laughs> I didn't read it, and I just went strongly disagree. Uh, well, I tell you what. Um that was a fun little exercise, except I, I pulled out uh, several different um, screenshots in there that I was like, uh, here, here, I'll, I'll, I'll pull up. I'll pull up a couple of them here if I can pull this off. I mean, I guess I just okay. did the one. Well, while you're doing that, I want to talk through some of the methodology they used for it. So they had said, Alberta should take a st tougher stance in dealing with the federal government. And then... The NDP is listed as somewhat agree. So if you hit somewhat agree, you would line up with the NDP in that. When has the NDP ever, in the four years that they were in charge, pushed back on the federal government? When has, in the subsequent four years, when have they ever said that something the federal government doing, they're not aligned with? I mean, they're the ones who did the carbon tax. They were all on board with canceling the Northern Gateway Pipeline. Uh, and 
were the embarrassing cousins, were the sewer rats. They've never been out of lockstep with the federal government. So why would it possibly say somewhat agree? There's nothing in any of their actions ever since they achieved what could be loosely defined as political relevancy. Nothing to support that they would strongly agree with a tougher stance against the federal government. Okay. And then um, Alberta pays more than its share of support to the rest of the country. NDP is somewhat agree. NDP pushed back on revising the equalization thing exactly or on not re revising equalization exactly zero. Again, they have always been in lockstep with the federal government. So if, if the NDP even somewhat agreed that they're paying more than their fair share, because they're all about everybody paying their fair share, are they not? Then they are. it would make sense that they would have mentioned it at some point, but because they have never at all talked about how unfair equalization is, I would say that that would be strongly disagree. And so you've got these, these individual takes that just move them further right with absolutely no justification. There's there's a whole bunch of them in there. Like you can go into okay. Well, um, well here this this is policy. Some... Same thing. Several examples. Um, law and order taxation. Taxation basically like it's it completely avoids the idea of them running deficits and stuff. So this is uh, it's it's impressive that they actually that CBC did something decent here but not in, in an honest way. They put a lot of time and effort into asking exactly the right questions to avoid putting forth anything that would be critical of the NDP. And even when it should be critical, they just lied and just moved them over on the, on so, the compass. So, so here, this is CBC news vote compass. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm literally like rolling through here and I just started taking screenshots. Cause I'm like, how is it like this? This is what makes me, a right-wing extremist at this point, okay? Yep. Schools should always inform... This is one of the questions. Schools should always inform parents if their child uses different gender pronouns in the classroom than they do at home. I would think, that, um, well, uh, yeah, you probably should inform yep. parents. That's just me. The Alberta government should restrict unvaccinated individuals from entering non-essential public spaces during the public health emergency. And while I'm reading these, I want everybody to, to realize there's a whole bunch of things you can select from. Strongly disagree, somewhat disagree, neutral, somewhat agree, strongly agree, don't know, okay? So every question you hear, and they had a whole lot of them. Here's another one. Indigenous communities in Alberta should have a veto over natural resource development projects in the province. Okay? Uh, I, I think that's almost a non-starter question, really. I'm just saying... But again, again, this is this is the bullshit... Or people who stuff. use illegal like, drugs should have access to supervised consumption sites. I'm not done, Tues. I'm going to keep going here. Yeah, people okay. with severe and incurable mental illness should be able to request a medically-assisted death. So they've snuck made, they've stocked all... The, how much land in Alberta should be turned over to Indigenous peoples? Okay, and finally, how much land? Oh no, I, the, the, twice in the same one. There, there you go. That that's okay. the ones I all hide. I'm like, okay, so uh, by any which way where I don't say I agree with this, I'm already the almost as far right wing as you can get. And I'm like, well, yeah, I ended up in the exact literal bottom right corner of this because I don't want the government involved, and that makes me the absolute furthest extremist. Of right-wing libertarianism. Okay, here's 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 another one. Okay, 
How much should wealthier people pay in taxes? Yeah, that was if in you there were too. To take, if you were to take the NDP stance on how much should wealthier people pay in taxes, what do you think it would be? Much less, about the same as now. Well, guaranteed more, much, much more. more. Okay, according to the vote compass, uh, uh, the NDP stance is about the same as now. True. They're totally lying in an attempt to tip the scales towards left-leaning governments. It's bullshit. It's pure bullshit. Hope they don't shit on you, Bubbles. Shit on who? Shit hawks. Shit hawks. Big, dirty shit hawks. I, I agree, too. I, I, didn't, I, I started taking it. I didn't know what the heck I was expecting here. And the longer I read these questions, I'm like, what the heck is this? Like, can we talk about some things that actually make a little bit of sense? Anyways, that's me. Just the tip of an iceberg, just for a second. Just to see how it feels. <laughs> it was a calm spring day when Canadian photographer Ken Pretty spotted an interestingly shaped 30-foot iceberg off the coast of uh, Newfoundland, uh, Newfoundland's east coast. Here, I'm going I'm to bring this up while I talk about this. Sean oh, it's already up. up. Uh, okay. So, this is an iceberg. This uh, is an he, actual iceberg. As he flew, man, if you aren't watching this, I feel for you right now because this is maybe the best thing the mashup has put on on display in a long time. I'm gonna I'm gonna zoom in on this sucker. You know, you can not see it, the veins. You <laughs> uh, can see circumcised. As he as he flew his drone overhead, pretty who hails from the town of Dildo. No, I can't. I cannot make this. I can't make this up, folks. Huh. Realized the hulk of the ice bore a distinct resemblance uh, to a characteristic part of the human male anatomy. Looking from the land, it was quite clear, said Pretty. But once I got the drone out there, it was unreal how much it looked like. Well, you know, yeah, it looked like a nautical love stick. Pretty's images of the phallic bird, phallic berg prompted an outpouring of hilarity on Facebook where users speculated that the iceberg would probably soon drift past Dick's Cove, Newfoundland, or suggesting it could provide ice for the stiffest drinks. One woman dubbed it the Dickie Berg. Uh, anyway. Yeah, so anyway, this guy just goes around filming icebergs, fair enough, and he finds one that looks like some kind of a giant oceanic tallywhacker. And I don't know why this isn't front page news everywhere. Like this, this is just probably just about the all I can think. All I can think of it is Austin Powers. Oh, oh yeah. my god, oh my that god. looks, like, looks a like a giant Johnson. Get over here! Yeah, nuts. Get your nuts. I'll <laughs> uh, <laughs> so anyway, wait for yeah. his Doctor <laughs> Evil to get out and wave and and you know blast off. Anyways. Well, I mean, it's just a giant aquatic trouser snake. I, I, I kind of want to just leave this here for the rest of the mashup, and let's just roll through. No matter how serious we get, if that's sitting beside us, I feel like people will, uh, well, they'll ease up on uh, some of the, they'll have a, uh, something to brighten their day. I don't know. I, I feel like things could get pretty hard. You might say so. All right. Okay. Well, let's go on to the next thing. It couldn't what? possibly be more to do with penises than this one. Well, we got to talk about the 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 heist, don't we? 
Well, I, I feel yes. like twos is yes, all about absolutely. the heist here. Okay, Sorry, here, here. And then I almost missed it. And and let's be honest, the dildo, the big giant iceberg, it gets to stay with us for just a couple more seconds, folks. Police in Canada are investigating a chilling theft in Newfoundland community after the disappearance of 30,000 liters of valuable iceberg water. Thieves are believed to have uh, covertly pilfered the water from a storage facility in the coastal town of Port Union last week. The water was intended for vodka production, said police yeah so this is this article is from just over four years ago but it got referenced in the other article and i'm like how did we not even hear about this like this it's it's a water heist a water heist a water heist a water heist but i mean like again now all of a sudden they're looking for a tanker because they're like like you can't just fill your pockets with this shit right uh just the the amount of ingenuity that that goes into some of these things and it feels like there's so many awesome heists in canada i don't know what what do you think it is we've got the coolest heists it should be like a tourist thing like come to canada we steal interesting shit yeah you want to steal money i'm gonna show you i'm gonna steal a a bulker of of uh penis water you know it just it just seems like like well can you imagine loading that thing bond thing like Can you imagine steal... loading that thing up on the back of a flatbed and just driving it out? And you're like, that's illegal, but no. that's awesome. Just, <laughs> just go, it, man. You'd, you'd just want it just go. sticking out the front. You'd be able to drive as fast as you want. People would be like trying to get out of the way. You never have to stop at traffic lights. People would be swerving around oh, it. You'd give Free Willy a new meaning. Oh, eh? And then you just just ram it right into a tunnel. Never to be seen again. <laughs> Ah, that's what we're here for, folks. The Tuesday Masher bringing you some laughs when you, when you, you know, you just, you need something to lighten the mood. Oh man, free will. But not only that, slamming into a tunnel. Before the coronation of Prince Charles III in England, somebody drew, (laughs) somebody took a lawnmower and cut a giant dick Dick into into the grass in front of Buckingham Palace. I wonder if it's the same guy. They look kind of similar. <sighs> you know, and then we, we follow it up with Bill C-11 could screw pornographers. I'm sorry. How did you pronounce that? Pornographers. <sighs> okay, well, you put the emphasis on the wrong syllable. All right. I'm trying to hold it together here. Oh man, I got a giant ice penis sculpture, uh, and 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 uh, anyways, well, switch over to the Buckingham Palace one real quick. <sighs> I didn't even pull it up. I gotta be honest. I I literally I literally was looking at. I'm like, I'm going to for, like this is going to be, this is gonna be the that for week fifty four. If you remember anything, it'll be the giant iceberg in the shape of a, a of a, a of the human, you know, a rectal. Mm-hmm. Cock and balls. I'm sorry. You, you know, know your uh, apologies to Mrs. Newman. That's right. That's right. But I mean, literally, it's it's right there, folks. Like, I mean, you if you can't see that, anyways. Anyways, here we go. Um, the now. Do you want the Buckingham Palace? Do you want that? Do you want me to show that? Oh, I was, it's just it's just funny because someone just mowed a giant tick. And actually, you know what? Like, as a dad who takes care of his lawn really well, 
I can appreciate that those are some really well done lines. Like he, he put a lot of time and effort into getting it exactly right. Like I do a pretty good job, but I feel like I'd be drifting a little bit as I went. Uh, here, let's see if I can get pulled over and so people can see what I'm talking about. There okay. you go. Okay, Zoom right go. in on that. So there, there you go. You could probably like that's yep. that's well, that's that's well done. Yep, that's well done. How the heck did he? Did, middle of the night, he went in there and did that. Obviously, how the cow? Presumably, how I, the heck I feel did like, he go unseen? Well, it's you, middle of the night. It's generally dark then. I know, but and I mean, anyways. you know, you, you could get one of those push ones that just <laughs> so you don't have the giant one of the elect one of the electric ones that just oh. purrs, eh? Oh yeah, this whole new world order stuff isn't working out well for you, is it? King really Charles? makes a uh, uh, you know shaving a giant penis into the the lawn surface yep. nice and easy, and, and it looks, you go unnoticed. It looks so much bigger when it's shaved. Same thing when it's shaved ice. <laughs> Oh, man. Bill C-11. Okay, now that the Trudeau government's online streaming act is law, one little mentioned side effect is that it could soon lead to mandatory government minimum on Canadian-made internet porn. No, I'm not making this up, folks. Although the bill was primarily pitched as a way to impose CRTC oversight on streaming giants such as Netflix and YouTube, the legislation could equally apply to adult content streamers such as Pornhub, or red tube the world of online pornography is already far more canadian than most canadians realize mind geek i didn't realize this you know I, uh, th this part of the article i was like well, i better toss this in because i highly doubt anyone realized this anyways well you ago you were asking me what incognito mode was in your web browser correct. so uh, yeah mind geek uh uh a conglomerate that quietly owns much of the x-rated internet was founded in Montreal in 2004 and still maintains its main offices in the city, although it is now uh, nominally headquartered in Luxembourg. In March 2023, MindGeek was uh, purchased by Ethical Capital Partners, a private equity What uh, a great name for a company. pornographer. <laughs> Ethical Capital Partners. Yeah, a private equity company based in Ottawa, of course. The company's well, core property... Well, they do know a lot about screwing people in Ottawa. It's true. The company's core property is Pornhub, a site founded by three Concordia students that is now the world's purveyor of adult content. MindGeek also owns a number of adult production studios, some of which, like Brazzers and Mofos, are similarly based in Montreal. Nevertheless, mere Canadian ownership of media content has never been enough to qualify as Canadian by the CRTC uh, standards. The CRTC maintains a complex series of quotas under which it designates official Canadian content. As such, even a production that takes place in Canada and has a cast entirely composed composed of Canadians may not be Canadian content if it doesn't also meet thresholds for funding and production. Oh boy, back to porn anyways. For a conventional X-rated scene to meet current CRTC guidelines on Canadian content that producers and majority of production crew would need to be Canadian citizens, and a 75% of production expenses must come from Canadian sources. In addition, at least one of the members of the couples having sex would need to provide proof of Canadian citizenship. Once again, I never thought we'd be talking about C-11, pornography, and Canadian content. Anyways, this has been maybe... This the, is your yeah. tax dollars hard at work. Hard folks. at work. They are looking... Like, just, just imagine you get a job at, at the Canadian government, and they're like, "Okay, you know, welcome. Here's your office." Oh, I don't have any windows. Okay, weird. Well, what's, what's my job? Well, 
you need to look at porn all day and you need to decide if it's Canadian enough. Like, could you imagine, you know, what they really ought to do, like Pornhub or whatever, what they ought to do is come out with like a series of just Canada porn where they'll have, you know, just, just stereotypical Canadian stereotypes. Like, it'll be like, um, you know, the, the Mountie on his horse pulls somebody over and then they, they go off into the bushes or something like that. Or, um, you know, something in, in Parliament Hill or... Or somebody doesn't fill out the right permit in Ottawa, and they're like, "Well, gee, bylaw officer, is there any way I can get out of this?" Or, or you know, just just some lumberjack going down the lumberjack. The, how about how about uh, a Canadian trucker? Canadian hey. trucker, right? And then he's driving down the road. And he says, "Oh, gee, hey, that looks like a really nice beaver." We're just, we're in la la man, la 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 man. We're in la la la. Like they, they just honestly, it's gonna keep happening until it gets made fun of so much for how stupid it is that the government walks it back because they're tired of being made fun of. And that's if I was some kind of a, I don't know, Hugh Hefner type guy or whatever, I would just be like, let's make the most ludicrously Canadian porn ever. You know, uh, some chick walks in with uh, with an Oilers jersey. Duh, 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 duh. And then the guy's like, yeah, you need to take that off right now. And she'll be like, oh, because you like the way I look? They'll be like, no, because they fucking suck. I feel like we could make a bunch of series of short little films, uh, comedy sketches. That I'm sorry, be... you, you think we should get into this industry? No, well, right. not the porn right. industry. Like, I just mean... <laughs> Hey, oh, yeah. What should we call it, Sean? Should we call it the mashup? <laughs> um, <I'm... laughs> mashup 69. Oh, I was just saying, like, how how funny would that video be if it was if it was 18 seconds? The new the new Canadian content for Pornhub. And then you just flash to it, and it's a woman in oil jersey, and she does exactly that. And the guy's like, no, because the oilers fucking suck. And that's it. That'd be funny. That would be funny. I feel like that'd yeah. be like that'd be a nice short video. I no, mean, it, in my in my in my world, it'd be a Calgary Flames. But hey, you know, when the Flames fans are sitting out golfing all the time, folks, they have to come up with these funny little sketches because they literally aren't playing hockey. So what okay. are you gonna do? Well, how about this, Sean? Can we all agree that the Leafs are fucking brutal? I can't believe they're down 3-0. 3-0 to Florida. Whew. Whew. Yeah, that's that's uh Well, that's something. Anyways. Liberals want a kneecap whistleblowers. The Liberal Party Policy Convention is underway in Ottawa. Man, do governments have the worst possible names for everything? Cuz I just feel like Oh my god. Like every like little convention group they form is just the worst name ever. Anyways, is underway in Ottawa with delegates preparing to debate a series of policy proposals that could ultimately make their way into their national election platforms. Party members voted on the top 20 proposals for discussions included one involving the media and online information that seems obviously unconstitutional, not that that matters to the liberals, and a direct threat to has. a freedom of the press. Not that that matters to the liberals yet again. The proposal purportedly aimed at addressing misinformation 
calls for more government funding because that'll work for the media and the government. Explore more options to hold online information services accountable for the veracity of material published on their platforms and to limit publication only to material whose sources can be traced. What does traceable sources mean? Hmm. It means there's no more secret whistleblowers from CSIS. Right. The liberals are literally trying to pass a law to make the breaking news that that uh, the SNC-Lavalin scandal came out this way. The like I, like I said, the whole CSIS foreign interference thing with China threatening an MP's family back in China. All this stuff would have never come out under these rules. And meanwhile, Canada, for some reason keeps moving up in the World Freedom Press Index. But when you look at the um, when you look at the uh, methodology behind it, they're basically just taking the liberals on their word on all this stuff. They're like, oh, there's a bunch of different places that you can get your news from. So that's good. Um, they're generally free of pressure from politicians. Well, is that really true when CBC is going to lose $1.3 billion if the people they don't like get in? I would say that that's a lot of political pressure. Money creates strings, too. But but they're literally... so. Why do we like Blacklocks so much? Oh, well, because they're amazing. But the whole idea of this Freedom of the Press Index is to indicate how separate the media is from the government right how much can you trust what comes out in the media as being fair and independent as opposed to what the government tells it to say and to justify the high score they literally say the government has publicly acknowledged that the quote media freedom remains an important part of democratic societies and essential to the protection of human rights and fundamental freedoms end quote They're, they're using the government quote to give a high score to the separation of media and government. This is literally asking the fox if he can be trusted in the hen house. And I should have played this this at the start, but screw it. We're going to play it right here. All right. This 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 entire story is summed up by this. Uh, we, we like to say people kind, not necessarily mankind. Oh, it's yeah. more inclusive. There we go, exactly. <laughs> yes, thank you. And the budget will balance itself. <laughs> Man, you are one pathetic loser. <laughs> no offense, though. No offense. Uh, officer looks draconian judgment in the face and uh, doesn't blink. A Windsor police officer will have to work unpaid hours as a penalty for donating to the Freedom Convoy. Constable Michael Briscoe was previously convicted of discreditable conduct under the Police Service Act. How much do you think he donated? Briscoe, I'm looking at it right now. Briscoe, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm listen, I'm, I got the audience, they're sitting there watching, listening, I'm like, okay. how much do you think he donated? This person was very active in donating financially to the Freedom Convoy to the grand total of $50. He donated $50 for the Give, Send, Go to the Freedom Convoy. At the time, he was on unpaid leave 
because he could not meet the requirements of the Windsor Police Service COVID-19 vaccination policy. And his lawyer, his own lawyer, is asking for 40 hours, while Windsor Police lawyer David Amiette requested a penalty of 140 hours. Here's, okay, now you you're, you almost, it seems like you ducked out before the best part. Here is the absolute, oh, beauty. Amiet says, Briscoe has not shown any remorse or, quote, acceptance of wrongdoing, end quote, that his donation supported a movement that his peers in law enforcement were trying to contain. It's true. The guy's a total badass, even though it's for 50 fucking dollars. Briscoe did not plead guilty to the single charge because Miles said he wanted a public discussion about his point of view that an off-duty officer supporting that of an off-duty officer supporting a grassroots movement. This guy totally fucked over his personal career because he needed everybody to know what was right coming after him was after standing 50, behind for fifty dollars. This is $50, and they're going after him for 140 hours you know of unpaid work. Should, which is get, what? We should what you, get this guy on, force, Well, You absolutely should. What do you call it when you force people to work for you with no remuneration? Slavery. That's the word. Yes, thank you. But, hey, we're a free society. Let's up that, dem let's up that uh, press freedom in index a little bit more. That's better. That's Hats better. off to this guy. Hats, Hats off. Like, absolutely. I, I, I agree. I mean, man, the, uh, $50 and 140 hours. His own defense lawyer is looking That's for 40 hours. Actually, you know what? In terms of the public sector, that probably is a month of work. <laughs> that probably is a month of work. Well, that's, a month that's, of work. that's four 35-hour weeks. Yeah, it is. You're right. Like, I just, anyways, you know what, folks, we're going to see if we can't get a hold of, uh, of Constable Michael Briscoe. Why not? That'd be, that'd be fantastic. Guy needs to know that there's some people out there that think this is absolutely absurd and see what he's and, doing. And that we think what he's doing is great. That's right. Okay. We'll see what we can do. Fox may leave henpecked house. Uh, oh man, good old CRTC again. The CRTC has opened a public consultation on a complaint from the from an LGBTQ rights group asking the broadcast regulator to ban Fox News from cable packages in Canada. Uh, Egale Canada first said in April it would file an application asking the CRTC to ban Fox News over false and horrifying claims made by host Tucker Carlson regarding transgender individuals. The group published an open letter following a March appearance on Tucker Carlson tonight. The group said the Fox News coverage aimed at provoke hatred uh, aimed to provoke hatred and violence against uh, the two SLGBTQI communities, particularly those uh, who are two-spirit, trans, non-binary, and gender non-conforming. During the segment, Carlson made the inflammatory and false claim that trans people are targeting uh, Christians to position trans people in exit, ex oh man, I can't even get through all these freaking. It's it's the let cetera, just L apostrophe etc. I remember when they first came out, it was the LG Society, and then it was the LGB Society the next year, 
and we laughed because you know it's like oh they're just adding more letters and then two the s l g b t q i and then i believe there's a plus isn't there like thank god we use uh we use latin letters in in our 26 letter alphabet because if we use greek there's only 24 and they would have to just start repeating them I didn't even know what to say. Anyways, CRTC is looking at banning getting Fox rid of Fox because they don't like because um, uh, a light your hair on fire group is mad about something Tuck, Tucker Carlson said, who doesn't even work there anymore. And crazy pitch, hear me out. If you don't like what's on the television, turn which, the channel. Who even turn the channel? Don't buy cable. Also, who even has it anymore? Yeah. Like this is going to like the CRTC is miring itself in bureaucracy that is going to affect 17 fucking people, which is just classic Ottawa every fucking time. It's wild that they're, that they're like, even, you know, no, just... it isn't. This is, this is literally all they do. If there wasn't shit like this, they wouldn't need a giant department. It would be one guy in a room with a suitcase, and he came in three days a week. If you just like common sense run this, that would be it. Instead of this, we're giant not in the world of common sense anymore. With, with what, what did we have? Like thirty percent increase in in our public sector since COVID started, something like that. Like this, all of this stuff is wholly unnecessary, and yet we still think that we should just keep promoting it. And and justifying its existence, but it shouldn't exist. Yeah. Okay. Um. Scientists track down seventeenth-century patient, uh, patient, patient zero. Uh, here's our happy news of the week: uh, Lager is the world's most popular beer, and new research shows it was invented by accident more than four hundred years ago in Bavaria. The, the yeast that is currently used to brew cold beer originated in Munich at the court of Maximilian the Great after two different yeasts came into contact and mated. Uh, no, that's not entirely fair. When it when it brews cold, that's not exactly correct. You usually want to brew a lager at about 19 Celsius and an ale at somewhere, depending on the strain, ballpark, call it 21 to 23 degrees Celsius. What type of, what, what type of beer is your favorite, too? Whichever one's in front of me. Um, you know what? I, I had some Bud Light the other day, and it was... <laughs> oh, uh, my, The best beer that I've ever made is... I had a buddy ask me if I could make uh, a double IPA. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. I'll try it. And it ended up being really complicated to make and super expensive because there's so much hops that go into it. And... Uh, and anyway, it costs like twice as much to make as a regular beer. But that's the best beer I've ever made. But it's like eight and a half percent. So tread careful. That's the best beer you've ever made? Yeah. A double? IPA. IPA. Oh, boy. Okay. Fair enough. Well. How about you? Uh, I'm a strictly a Pilsner guy. Like I don't mean just like uh like the pill Pilsner. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I just enjoy it. It's like 
why kind of become stubborn as I get older. It's like, why go drinking a whole bunch of random beers when I'm just going to come back to Pilsner? It's just, it's just delightful. Everywhere I go and they got, uh, you know, I got a, a buddy of mine, they um, run a brewery in Wisconsin and uh, they got I, a Pilsner. There's, there's breweries in Wisconsin? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Lots of them. And uh, Seaside Pilsner is theirs. And I like, it's just fantastic. And I always go, I always get down there. I'm like, what's that beer you like? And he just laughs. He's like the Pilsner. You like the Seaside Pilsner? I'm like, I do. I really do. It's, a, it's just delightful. It's a delightful well, beer. It's just, it's it's great on a hot day. It just, you can't go wrong with it. You're never not in the mood for a Pilsner. Sometimes, you know, when you get into other stuff, oh, you want to have a wheat ale every once in a while. And you're like, okay, that's kind of nice. But it's not an everyday kind of thing. Not that you should be drinking every day. This We're not doctors. But, um, but yeah, like there's, there's so many weird ones like, Calgary has so many bizarre different types of beer. And I like it when people keep it simple. You can try a few different things here and there. Like I've probably only made about 10 different types of beer, but they've all been pretty good. Hmm. So, ah, ginger beer right on. But yeah. So anyways, this is good. We didn't even talk about this, but they, well, they tracked, would... they tracked down a hybrid and it's interesting because the characteristics of, of, lager yeast and ale yeast are completely different and and so it was just made completely by accident it's just a hybrid of a wild said, strain for, for, and for thousands of years yeast. all beers were fermented with a particular strain named oh man Saka. Yeah, and that's not exact that's not even true because belgians are known for open cast brewing so yeesh. so so twos is already fired up Yeah, so the, there's a lot of Belgian beers where they'll just they'll take the same wort and they'll put it in a whole bunch of different ones, and then whatever yeast lands in it, ferments it, and it'll come out with different flavors. And then the the brewmaster will taste the different ones and figure out what proportion of what is going to get the flavor that he's looking for. It's almost like um, oh, what do you call uh with with whiskey a blend. It's basically a lot like that, and so it's there's. It's a good article, but it loses some of the finer points. But I just think it's really cool that, oh, you can trace it this specifically and you can figure out exactly where this thing came out. I mean, it would make sense because brewers keep really detailed notes. And so I don't know. It's, it's maybe not good news, but I just find this whole story well, really no, interesting any, any, from yes. a historical perspective. Yes. Well, that's that right there is going to do it for Mashup 54. It, it, it wasn't a quick... One because we seem to have hit an hour somehow. I don't know how we did that. Either way, we had uh, we had a little bit of fun along the way. Mashup fifty four, brought to you by our friend Vance Crow, and his legacy interviews. Um, and we record this early, so I have no idea if the Oilers are are up to one or where they're at. Either they way, I know lost. I know that I am. Uh, well, by the time they're you know by the time the old dairy cartels listen to this, I'm uh, well on my way home. So if you want to give me a text, you fire away, big fella. Either way, um, I certainly hope I'm I'm excited. We're taking uh, two of our kids to the game, so that oh, could nice. be nice. First could, NHL games. First NHL games. Why not be a game three of the playoffs? Yeah, I'm surprised uh, the Oilers have lasted this long in the second oh, really? round. To be honest, mm, interesting. How are your Flames doing? They haven't lost a single game all playoffs. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That, that's true. Yeah, they've been uh, mm -hmm. 
non-existent, I guess, is the word I'm looking for. But hey, that's me. Anyways, mashup 54, where the Oilers are soon to be going on to the third round, and the Flames, well, they're still, they're still uh, chipping, practicing their chips out on the, you know. Honestly, I feel like the Oilers are about to get fucked by a giant Neptune meat popsicle from Dildo Newfoundland. No, see, Drysaddle is the guy that'll be doing Drysaddle is about to have a dry spell. I don't think so. I think that guy's on another level. Anyways, that's going to do it for us here, Mashup 54. Uh, please look out May 29th. We got election coverage coming. Well, so excited for this. So help me. Not so help me. So help twos if the Oilers are still in the playoffs because I don't know how I'll get my joy away from that night. Anyways, um, that'll do it for us too. You know, I just... Can you imagine the Oilers make the cup this year? Like, twos, you got like another month of this coming. You know, another month of. Yeah, I'll probably just start calling in sick. You know what? You have fun. You take the kids to Edmonton to that hockey game, and I'm going to report you for child abuse. Oh, man. They have no idea what they're in for, these kids. You know, it, yep. uh, teams aside, if it was Flames, Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto, but it doesn't matter. First NHL game ever, they're going to a playoff game three where the series is tied 1-1, oh. and they just have no idea what they're in for. No clue. It'll be great. I mean, they're going to be walking through all the crowds. They're going to see all the beautiful Oilers fans, and they'll be like, oh, they're losing. They're, their grown-up teeth are coming in, too. <laughs> Twos, as always. Fuck off. A pleasure, my friend. We'll catch you on 55 when the Oilers are moving on, and I'm going to Don't just be even chickens. more. Oh, man. It's going to be beautiful. Either way, that'll do it for 54. We'll catch you up to you 55. All right. See you.